Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Rusty Miller Jedi Master Quizbook Challenge. Here are the contestants, Jason and Gabe from the famous and fabulous podcast, The Last Points. Join them as they test their knowledge with the famous tome of Star Wars trivia from 1982. Gentlemen, are you ready? If you are, then strap yourselves in and let's get on with the show! Welcome to episode number 86 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And Gabe. Yeah, we're still here. Barely. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't sure if we were going to be able to record tonight because there's touch and go there for a little bit. I think a couple days ago I was thinking, you know, in the beginning part of the show, man, we don't have any real news to go over. And then that Bresnikin dropped big bombs. (laughs) Yeah, luckily I had my... uh, my headphones on at work otherwise there would have been brains all over the ceiling <laughs> when i saw those pictures <laughs> yeah but a little later we're going to be going like you heard at the beginning of the show there we're going to have the the jedi master quiz book challenge coming up we'll be going into uh the wonderful world of rusty miller's trivia book but first yeah we like we were saying we got to talk about this entertainment weekly business good brother beautiful ladies and gentlemen welcome to the last jedi It's Last Jedi Mania right now. This was like a secret strike, right? There was no warning, right? I don't think. Yesterday it wasn't like, hey, get a lot of sleep. <laughs> Eat a big breakfast. Yeah, they just kind of came out of nowhere. <sighs> yeah, just a normal day, sitting there, looking at your phone, and then, oh my god. The great thing with these Entertainment Weekly days, it's like it just never stops. It's a slow trickle. Of mind-blowing information. Before you can even recover from the first little story and pictures, they're hitting you with, with more stuff. Well, let, let's let's start with the photos. Let's go through right. the, some of the photos that were released uh, on Wednesday. I think the first one was kind of set the set the tone, the uh, like the Brady Bunch one. The diagonal wipe of everyone just to kind of let you know what you're in for. But yeah, what's the first one? Is Ray on... How do you say it? I always I've said the Achu planet so many times. I was thinking I should probably two movies in learn how to say it correctly. I just keep saying Achu. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say it the correct way, and it sounds very fancy. And it'll always be Achu to me. So we got what Ray with her Last Jedi 
No, her Force Awakens, right? That's her end of Force Awakens vest thing she's got on. She looks very concerned. She's probably concerned about what we see in the next one. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy Luke Skywalker in his dirty little hut. Peeping his head out of a hut. I was thinking I kind of like that in a way Luke is, continues to be George Lucas. And now we know how old and grumpy George Lucas is. <laughs> and we're getting an old and grumpy Luke Skywalker. Maybe Ray just wants a, a poster signed. Hopefully there's a scene where people want Luke Skywalker's autograph and he's telling them that he should, they should get a job. You can make movies too. You can do it. You can get 500 Republic credits for each of these signatures. <laughs> You're not even a fan. They just keep ramping up the heat here. We got uh, Finn and Rose. Mm-hmm. Probably on a resistance ship or base or something. Looking confused. Mm-hmm. And then they start dropping... Uh, the big guns, Chewie and the Porg. Oh, when I first saw this, I, I was like, okay, seriously, is the Porg flying the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> I, I, I know I'm not alone in thinking that, but. It might be. I think all it's missing is the little headset mic. <laughs> but I think the best is I was talking to our friend uh, Richie today. He felt bad about Han Solo being dead until he saw that picture. <laughs> because otherwise there wouldn't have been a place for the Porg to sit. Y'all ready for this? The island is also full of these creatures called porgs. Uh, They're cute, they have these gigantic eyes, Uh, they make cute little adorable sounds and waddle around, but they cause a lot of problems too, especially for Chewbacca, who does not necessarily like them wandering around his starship. I can't even fathom what the Chewy porg scenes are gonna be. Maybe the porg will stick around. He's the new Chewy to Chewy, because now (laughs) Chewy's Han. Maybe the porg owes him a life debt. I think definitely Chewie probably has to leave a chew or something. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take this porg as a little buddy now. Maybe it'll man the guns. (laughs) He'll be sitting in the little gunner chair. Maybe there'll be a porg in each gunner chair. (laughs) And then. (laughs) I just can't. Yeah. We might. I don't even know if we can talk about this. There were rumors that something like this was going to happen. There was supposed to be this type of character, some sort of caretaker, some sort of force priest or priestess. We didn't know that they were going to be dinosaurs with bird feet. And they're like nuns. They're not like kind of nuns or maybe nuns. They're full on dinosaur nuns. The caretakers. They've been there for a thousand years and they keep up the structures on a chew planet. And they speak in a blubbery sort of Scottish fish talk. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) They're not thrilled with Luke kind of hanging hanging around, but they tolerate his presence. That's going to happen at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. I might not make it through the movie. It's like we've talked about. It. I might have to stop after that part and just go walk around a little bit and wait till the next showing to get past little dinosaur well, fish people. It'll be cold out, so you can just like dunk your head in the snow. <laughs> other people will be going into other showings of The Last Jedi, and they'll be like, man, that guy... <laughs> Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, just shirtless, just making snow angels. Yeah. It's like, I just got to cool down. But I like all this time, like, after we saw The Force Awakens, we were, like, convinced that Luke was just, no, he's just alone on that island. And then we started to learn that there were porgs, and we're like, okay, I can I can groove with porgs. You know, and we thought maybe there's, like, a rubber chicken or something, like some kind of creature. But we're, like, pretty much always thinking that Luke was, like, the only speaking 
living person on thing on this island until Ray shows up. But no, there's the the Jedi caretakers. I can't wait to see their feet because they describe their feet as what skinny little chicken feet or something. Yeah, little skinny little bird feet. Oh, it's amazing. I just imagine them like like yelling at Luke and what do they so are they going to speak English? Well, I guess right if it's Scottish fish talk. So Luke's going to be talking to them or they sound like fish with Scottish accents. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hope they're in the trailer and we get a little taste so our so we can acclimate to it before we're in the theater. Before he does something crazy, sign up Ryan Johnson to make another one of these things cuz obviously He's drinking the Star Wars Kool-Aid. He gets it. He's spiking the Star Wars Kool-Aid <laughs> with more Star Wars. He's doubling up on the Star Wars. Maybe the next standalone is going to be all about dinosaur force nuns. The caretakers. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Marvel's starting a caretakers comic. Where's there better be a two-pack of Force Friday. Well, and I was like even getting crazy, too. Like, who are they that they are just concerned with preserving these... First Jedi Temple relic. Maybe they'll have subtitles. Maybe they are on the Falcon too. Maybe everybody leaves. The Porgs, the Caretakers, the Rubber Chicken. You thought we were joking about the Rubber Chicken, but I'm pretty sure the Rubber Chicken is real at this point. You know, I'm at this point, yeah, I'm at this point with The Last Jedi not ruling anything out. As soon as I saw the Caretakers, all bets are off. If there's ever going to be a Star Wars movie with a giant Rubber Chicken sitting on a beach... (laughs) This is the Star Wars movie. A little fat bird flying the Millennium Falcon. Finn, Poe, Ray, you're all cool, but Chewie and Porg and the caretakers can get in the Falcon, yeah, and fly into their own movie. <laughs> and I'll be in line for that movie. We could go yeah. on forever. What? What's next? Just some red dudes. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, the it's our you know, and it's crazy too because like I was thinking like when I saw the picture of the Praetorian Guards, I was just like, oh yeah, Praetorian Guards, that's cool. But I was like, well, this actually is our first official look at the Praetorian Guards. And ordinarily, you know, I'd probably be freaking out about this, but I just saw Dino Nuns, so. <laughs> but yeah, they look pretty cool. And I don't know, they look like IKEA guards or something for me. Like there's like, it's like Scandinavian plastic or something. I don't know, they look cool. <laughs> yeah, but. Very the same, but different than than the old school guards. I like the set, whatever they're in in the background. That looked pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I bet you that's the Snoke throne room, right? With the mm-hmm. big red wall. Well, and there was in the, the article there, there was a little bit um, where they were talking about Snoke. Well, they confirmed that he is not a puppet. Mm-hmm. That, he is, that he is CG. Um, and they kind of are implying he's still big. Would they call him gargantuan or something? Well, and in the the Last Jedi, they reveal Snoke his goals, but his history remains somewhat murky. And what is it? Ryan Johnson said we'll learn exactly as much as about Snoke as we need to. But what if some people need to know more? How do you know what I need? Is there a place <laughs> we can write letters? Like this is what I need to know about Snoke. How much is he disco dancing? Does he wear socks? Does he know how to ride yeah. a bicycle? You know, maybe he will have a bike. We haven't had a Star Wars bicycle yet, right? The Grievous kind of had a bike, but he didn't have to pedal it. That's and if true. anyone, he like he had enough legs and arms, like he could have he could have been pedaling really good. Snoke should be pedaling <clears throat> a bike, really. One of those ones with the big wheel in the front and the little wheel in the back, like old timey bike. <laughs> a unicycle. <laughs> yeah, from the dark the dark regions or wherever he's from. He's always like riding a unicycle and like. 
trying to get people to eat like ice cream because he's like really old fashioned. If Skywalker returns, the new Jedi will rise. He smells like vanilla beans. <laughs> That's actually his first name. That's why the the toys were Victor Snoke. It's kind of close to <laughs> vanilla bean Snoke. Kylo licks him. You're so tasty. <laughs> the supreme leader is sweet. All right, what else we got? Kylo looking a little less greasy than the uh, promo pics, but a good pick of his scar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was really looking at that scar. If you want to dress as Kylo for the movie, you could just get like a Twizzler or some licorice <laughs> and then lick it and like stick it across your face. And then like halfway through the movie, you could just take it off and eat it if you get hungry. That's a, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So if you're going to dress as uh, Kylo, that's a little pro tip. We got Poe in his, uh, his special... Black and orange X-wing mm-hmm. that probably blows up. And then I really like the uh, the one uh, with Finn in the uh, oh, what is that ship called? The the ski speeder. Yeah, which is interesting because I think in our behind the scenes Sizzler episode we wondered why Finn was on crate, but it looks like he's part of the battle. Yeah, and I think did you see? I can't remember where I saw that. That it looks like. Rose is supposedly piloting one as well. The gang's all there, and they're all flying speeders. The article about Finn and Rose was interesting, kind of talking about that when Finn gets out of his uh, Bacta biohexacrypt thing, that he still kind of wants to be on the run. And Ray is kind of already famous as the unknown person who defeated Kylo Ren. And Finn's kind of a hero of the Resistance, but he still kind of fears for his life and just kind of wants to escape. But it's kind of Rose and her hero worship of Finn that kind of convinces him to stay and keep fighting for the Resistance. Kind of like be the hero that Rose thinks he is. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds cool. I was kind of surprised to read that Finn, though, is still kind of trying to run, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, he kind of only didn't run last time because he felt that he should save Ray. Go back and watch the movie. He looks really scared fighting Kylo. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, But he just looks like he's having a ton of fun flying that speeder. Apparently he learns how to fly something. So we got some, what, outer space action. Uh, action shot of uh, Kylo's the the Tie Silencer. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. I still wonder if, other than Kylo, if any of the other First Order ships will be new, or if it's still just going to be just the Tie Fighters. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder how many ships they'll they'll have after the destruction destruction of um, Starkiller Base. I just think we've been spoiled with all the the other six movies of there being so much new. New vehicles, every movie. And it looks like the Resistance is getting a bunch of new stuff this time, so I wonder if First Order will as well. Speaking of new vehicles, the next one, we have our first exterior shot of Cantobite. Which we learned is Cantobite is on the planet Cantonica. Another desert planet with a big casino city on it. Mm -hmm. So they're saying it's like the Las Vegas planet. But the thing that was getting me pumped up is, I don't know if you noticed, the police cruisers mm-hmm. are all over are all over that shot. Yeah, like parked outside the big casino. 
Yeah. And that was, I guess, until this came out with all the toy leaks coming out, like the Canto Bite police ship toy was uh, keeping me up at night. So <laughs> I'm glad to see that it's that it's at least in this shot in the movie. I was worried it was going to be like a vehicle that's not in the movie. Well, and if this wasn't all enough, there was um, there was an article that went with it all where they were talking kind of heavy stuff with Ray and Luke. Them describing Luke as a broken man and touches Ray's abandonment issues. And Luke really doesn't want her there. As she begins to, as she picks up the pieces, she may find they fit together well with the remnants of Luke working together. They may become whole again. Which is cool. I think there's some potential there to do something new where, as opposed to like Luke just learning from Obi-Wan or just learning from Yoda, having, you know, Luke learning as much from Ray as Ray learns from Luke. And I don't know if you've noticed, it seems like a lot of people are latching on to Mark Hamill calling uh, Ben Solo the Chosen One. Yeah. And, and reading into that, i got to think they're reading into that way more than it's, you know, it's Mark Hamill talking. So <laughs> well, I got to admit, <laughs> you know, I seriously, I read into it a lot. I don't know. What do you think? You think they're going to go that route that Ben Solo, he thought he was the Chosen One? Or is it just, you know, he's the Chosen One because Luke just thought he was you know, the future of the Jedi. I think a little bit of both. I think, I mean, I think back to what Laura Santeca said at the beginning of Force Awakens, that without the Jedi, there can be no balance, that the Force is still not in balance. Did Anakin bring balance to the Force? Did he actually do it? I don't know. I mean, this this brings up that old debate that everyone was going sideways about after Twin Sons. Maybe Luke did think that Kylo was the chosen one to bring balance to the force because it's not in balance, but maybe it is Ray. I mean, maybe Ray is the answer Luke was looking for this whole time. I mean, the force is calling to Ray and the saber of the chosen one flew into Ray's hand. Well, and I guess if, if they're going with the idea that there always needs to be a chosen one. And when Anakin died, there was no, the one Jedi to kind of balance everything. And maybe that was Luke after Anakin died and then Luke needs to pass it on. And he thought it was Kylo. It turns out that wasn't quite the way to go. Well, and I, I got to think too, that way back in Clone Wars, when the force priestesses were saying to Yoda, He is the teach one that will save the universe from the great imbalance. For this, the great gift will be his. Well, they're talking about Yoda, but what Yoda training Luke, the, I mean, that echoes into his training of Rey. Does that make yeah, any well, sense? Yeah, because Yoda tells him to pass on what he's learned and what what Yoda has learned and passed on to Luke. Luke needs to pass on to the next generation because they still need to know about balance and how about the Force. Because Luke's the last Jedi after that point. Well, and Luke is probably just completely... Burned out. I like the next part where they talk about uh, Mark Hamill's talking about how he thinks Luke would still look out on the horizon and wish he was more effective, wish he could be what Obi-Wan wanted him to be. With that, I was just like, man, Luke is feeling like a failure because of his failure with Ben, his nephew. I don't know. This movie's got a lot going for us for it because, <laughs> uh, 
It's like it's like the John Williams episode. It's like we got super serious Luke, deep soul searching, and we have dinosaur nuns. <laughs> so well, then they were talking about uh, in the caves on Achu. There's Jedi cave paintings. Yeah, and that touch on a mystical history. And what Ryan Johnson is talking about how the original ideas of the cave paintings were like temples, and he was telling them to go back, no, go back even further. So, and we've been talking about that for a while. That like is, does Luke kind of give Ray a crash course history on the Jedi? And is that little bit of the set we saw like a year ago that looked like a Jedi temple on Coruscant somehow in this cave? Is there visions of the history of the Jedi? I think you're probably right about the visions of the Jedi, but I think someone figured out from putting the photos together that that thing that looked like the Jedi temple was actually the casino. Uh Because if you go back to the sizzle reel, I think it's the shot with, it could be Hux, but not Hux in the giant Chrome car. The Batmobile. Yeah. If you look at the ground, it looks like the pattern on the ground in those spy photos of that set. If they're going in the tree and they're touching the, you know, maybe the wills book, we got flash, Force backs in uh, the last one that, yeah, I got to think there's going to be some sort of Jedi history lesson. Because isn't that in the actual, um, the official, like, released description of the movie talks about mysteries of the Force? Do you remember that? that yeah. Think, came around, that uh-huh. came around around the Sizzler? Yeah, because it said, in Lucasfilm Star Wars The Last Jedi, the Skywalker saga continues as the heroes of the Force Awakens join the galactic legends in an epic adventure that unlocks age-old mysteries of the Force and shocking revelations of the past. See, I'm not, I'm not ready for age-old mysteries of the Force. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta feel like there's only 20 words, you know, in this thing. If they're making sure to highlight age-old mysteries of the Force, I would hope there's some age-old mysteries of the Force in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, or they should have put something else in the in the description. It's gonna be a rough, rough December. <laughs> We're gonna get beat up a little bit. Maybe we should get those like those plastic suits you wear when there's like a biological disaster because that are like airtight and watertight, and then just unzip that and fill that with snow. <laughs> so like our whole bodies are just in deep freeze. I'm gonna wear one of those like. Um police suits that they wear when they're like training attack dogs that's like super padded (laughs) i think that'll that'll keep me safe Uh, that way you can bite yourself (laughs) i just gotta bite down (laughs) have ambulance and paramedics waiting outside the theater and just carry me out in a stretcher I'm i'm gonna bring in like uh weights like weightlifting weights and just put a stack of them on my lap just so I don't float away. I'll keep a, keep a couple extra on the floor and tell the person next to me, hey, if I just start floating, just throw a couple more of these on my lap. <laughs> Breathe. You must unlearn what you have learned. Just breathe. Now, reach out. Ha ha ha! That's fabulous! Thanks for the news, fellas! 
Now let's get back on with the show, shall we? Gabe, when did did you first get the Jedi Master Quiz book? You know what's weird is I don't know when I ever got it. I have it, but I don't know where it came from. (laughs) So... It's just it's like a stork delivered it. Like yeah, Tinkerbell I, um, came in your um, window. A Minoc flew by and dropped it in my fireplace. I don't think I had it when I was a kid, but I have it now. So yeah, at some <laughs> point I acquired it and they gave a chance. I don't know. <laughs> so it was published in October of nineteen eighty two and it was written by the Living Enigma, the legend in Star Wars history that is Rusty Miller. 11-year-old Rusty Miller. Yes, whose real name is Matt. And in a really? yeah, and his his real name is not <laughs> Rusty, which I'm a little disappointed to hear that, but in a in a long gong starwars.com article from way back in 2008, uh Pete Vilmer, who is now I think he's still the head of fan relations for Lucasfilm, did an interview with Rusty aka Matt Miller. And Rusty was saying that in the summer of 1981, out of boredom, he began writing a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back trivia questions, but as we all, as you do in the summer. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have Netflix back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Early 80s was a tough time. And his mom wrote a letter to Del Rey, and weeks later, they requested a copy of his manuscript. So that's how easy it was to get a book deal back in the early 80s, folks. <laughs> Just get your mom to write a letter. (laughs) You just need a stamp. (laughs) So his original manuscript had 631 questions. So summer of 81 was a real slow summer. And it was written on a typewriter, like an old-fashioned typewriter. So it was sent to Del Rey. Del Rey sent it to Lucasfilm. And at this time, Lucasfilm was moving from Southern California to Northern California to Skywalker Ranch. And the Rusty Miller questions got boxed up for eight weeks. I'm sure it was an ex- excruciating eight weeks for Rusty, a.k.a. Matt Miller. And then later, after it was um, dug out, after they moved into Skywalker Ranch, they went through it. And with Rusty, they trimmed it to 425 questions. So the last they heard from Rusty in uh, 2008, he was a, a firefighter. He was married, has a family. Um, and then I think he was working for the Center for Disease Control. As of 2008, he had never been to a celebration, but he liked all the prequels. So he's still a Star Wars fan out there somewhere. Maybe he's listening to this right now. But yeah, I've had this book since I was a little kid. And, you know, the, the, I think the crazy thing is, is we're kind of not too far off from Rusty's age, a little bit younger than him, probably. But when I was a kid, I would look at the picture of Rusty on the back and think that this this kid was some kind of superior being. <laughs> He's everything you wanted to be. Yeah, he was something to aspire to. You think if you asked him questions now, he might be a little rusty? <laughs> <laughs> we We asked you listeners out there to give us a random number from 1 to 423 and we got an overwhelming amount of responses like almost a hundred responses yeah if we knew all it took to get responses was to ask for numbers (laughs) we would have been asking you for numbers a long time ago here's what we're gonna do we're gonna hit 20 minutes on a timer and we're gonna see how many questions you and i can get through in 20 minutes now 
Hopefully, the time of us flipping through the book to find the num- random numbers you folks gave us doesn't kill us on time. So, Gabe, you're going to keep score, right? Yeah, and we'll see who's Matt and who's Rusty. We've each got a copy of the Jedi Master Quiz Book here. Do you feel like you're ready? I'm ready. I got it in my hand here. I'm ready to flip to pages. Okay. Who wants to go first? Who talks first? You go first. I go first. I'll read you a question first. Okay. Our first one. Was a, this was a number given both by Amy Wishman and Dave Jackson, and it's number 66. What was the name of Luke's best friend who was slain in the Battle of the Death Star? Biggs. I believe that's correct. Good. Yippee! Good. I, I don't have time to check the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both in agreement on that one. All right, that's, a, that's correct. This next one is uh, from our friend Darren Smith, and he asked number 94. When Tarkin announced the Imperial Senate has been dissolved, who did he say would maintain control at a regional level? The regional governors. Yeah, I think you got that right. Okay, this next one is from Tokyo Fox, and he says number 88. Who did 3PO give thanks to? When he was about to take his oil bath. Uh, the maker. I believe that's correct. Why were these questions so hard when I was a little kid? <laughs> Maybe because he didn't know how to read yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one is from Jonathan Martin on Facebook. Number 264. What kind of stick does Yoda carry? Geimer stick. Gimmer stick, something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. Good one. Good. All right, from Rick Reed. Y'all know Rick Reed. 419. What three words did Yoda use to describe the dark side of the Force? Quicker, easier, more seductive? Oh, you're wrong. Oh. So, what three words did Yoda use to describe the dark side of the Force? Number 419. Anger, fear, aggression. Yeah, okay. I think that that's correct. I'm wrong. No, 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 no. I've been rustied. <laughs> You're a little rusty. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Next one from uh, Baba Joe Brad on Twitter, number 17. What was Luke playing with while, while 3PO was taking his oil bath? Uh, a toy of a... T-16 Skyhopper? Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. All right, from Bill Pollock on Twitter, number 12. How did R2-D2 and C-3PO get away from the captured rebel ship? In an escape pod. I gotta think that's the right answer. (laughs) But let's double check here. All right. Just in case. An Incom 442 escape pod. Yeah, escape pod, you're right. Okay. All right, from Parker Morris on Twitter, number 370. What record company distributed the soundtrack for Star Wars? It's RCA Records? That is incorrect. 20th Century Records. No, 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 no. Well, we're still tied then. <laughs> <laughs> so, next one from Justin 
on Facebook, number 138. What did Luke and Ben find in the desert that made them think R2 and 3PO were being traced by Imperial troops? Bantha tracks? No, gaffy sticks, bantha tracks. Let me read it to you over time. <laughs> what did Luke and Ben find in the desert that made them think R2 and 3PO were being traced by Imperial troops? What did they find in the <laughs> desert? It's, the podcast is only named after it. A Jedi, uh, Jawa Sandcrawler? Yeah. I'm so sorry, people. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll give you a mercy point for that one. Yippee! <laughs> 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 Good. All right. Let's, let's move on. Uh, from Rich on Facebook, number 40. Two, what was one of the tortures Grand Moff Tarkin and Darth Vader used to try and force information out of Princess Leia? Well, they injected her with something, and then they destroyed her home planet of Alderaan. (laughs) But what specifically did they use on her? Mind probe? Yep, you got it. That was close. That was whew, that was a close one. <laughs> yeah. All right. From Nathan Roberts on Twitter, number seventy-seven. How did Han endanger all their lives in the trash compactor? Well, he shot a blaster. Yeah. Would you forget it? I already tried. It's magnetically sealed. <laughs> okay. From Aiden on Twitter, two thirty-eight. Ooh, this is a good one. What was the evacuation code signal for the troops on Hoth? (laughs) Come on. I I don't even know my wife's phone number. Come on. (laughs) Um, It's 1138. (laughs) K10. No, 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 no. All right, next one from Fan Man on Twitter, number one. What spaceport was the cantina in? Most Isley Spaceport. Yippee! All right, from uh, Human Porch, our buddy Ian, we got number 84. Oh, everybody knows this one. What was the number of the cell block in which Leia was held on the Death Star? <laughs> I they're number ones. I can't remember numbers. Um, <laughs> I like I got most Isley. <laughs> one, one, three, eight. <laughs> AA 23. <sighs> no, 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 no. Uh, next one from Mike Dyer on Facebook. Number 19. What kind of work did Luke and his uncle do? They're moisture farmers. Think, yeah, moisture farming. All right, next one is from our buddy Richie and got number 25. Who sold R2D2 and C3PO? Jawas? It's like it's such an obvious question. I've got to check it. Like, do I need to know the Jawas' first name? (laughs) Just the Jawas. Next one from Vando Wilrissian, number 27. Who was Ben Kenobi's pupil long ago? Anakin Skywalker, and he was a good friend. I got to double check that one. (laughs) Well. Darth Vader. Yes, there you go. Okay. (sighs) 
Uh, if you want to get technical, Rusty. You yeah. Know. So from Mike Taylor, our buddy Mike Taylor, number 234. Who were the rebels mentioned in Empire? Who were the rebels mentioned in Empire? <laughs> <laughs> Who were the rebels mentioned in Empire? <laughs> All of them. I just looked at the answer. Who are all the rebels that are mentioned by name in Empire? Oh, man. Okay. Luke, Leia, Han, Wedge, Hobby. You're almost there. Just think Hoth. I know. There's uh, the We Found Them guy. I can't remember his name. Rogue Leader. (laughs) No, Rogue Two. Rogue Two. Does he have a name? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Of course he does. Uh... Zev, Sev, yeah, 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 You're all you're. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> How many do I have left? <laughs> Three. Oh, jeez, I give up. Okay, General Riken, Major Derlin, Zev, Dak, Hobby, Wedge, Jansen, Leia, Luke. Oh, nice shot, Jansen. Man, yeah, Jansen and Riken. I should have got, but man, that other guy. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> Major Derlin. Yeah, who's Major Derlin? That's the uh, that's Norm from Cheers. Oh, they don't call him Major Derlin in the movie. No, they don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> At that point, I should be naming all the guys like fighting the adats. <laughs> the guy with the handlebar mustache. Come on. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, all right, all right. From uh, Matt Bat Simpson. He gave us two, so we can take our pick of which one we want, 69 or 420. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do 420. Okay. How did Han describe Lando to Leia? Card shark, scoundrel. He's got no love for the Empire. No, not card shark. Scoundrel? Okay, that's one of them. Yeah, only three things. (laughs) (laughs) There's not like a whole wave of action figure names to remember. I give up. I'm blanking out. I can't think of it. He's a card player, gambler, scoundrel. So I was close. I knew cards were in there. No, 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 no. Okay, Todd Erickson, number 55. What secret information was R2-D2 carrying in his memory bank? Hmm. Maybe someday they'll make a movie about that. <laughs> <laughs> The, the plans to the Death Star? You got it. Good. All right, from our, our buddy Kathy, use the forks, Kathy. Number three. What was the name of the creature who worked for Jabba the Hutt and was shot by Han Solo? Greedo. Why'd you have to fight for Greedo like that? Good. Okay. I think, they get, I think as the numbers go up, they get harder. Yeah. From our buddy Seth, number 21. What creatures did the sand people ride? Hmm. Banthas. Yeah. Good. Yippee! Great thing. <laughs> you scared me for a minute there. Well, I was like, well, in the special edition... They rode Rontos because I was thinking of Jawas, and I was like, wait, there isn't no special edition. Oh, he meant <laughs> sand people. <laughs> All right, next one from Rob Williams, 22. What was Luke's original ambition before strange twists of fate made him a rebel commander? He wanted to go to the academy, Jesus. or was he going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters? Because yeah. I don't know how specific you want to get. 
what he's going to do that day or long term. Yeah, to be in the academy. Okay. Good. The next one from Marissa Martinez, number 111. Who led the rebel strategy meeting for the Death Star attack? General Dodonna. You're absolutely right. Uh, next one from Aaron on Facebook, number 11. What was 3PO afraid would happen to him and R2 if the Empire captured them on the blockade runner? They'd, they'd be sent to the spice mines of Kessel and smashed into who knows what. I want to say that's true. Yep. <laughs> next one from Darren Beaver, 333. What small droid was scared by Chewbacca on the Death Star. The mouse droid? Mm-hmm. Which hopefully doesn't have some crazy name I don't know. <laughs> Let me double check. The mouse robot. <laughs> I think so, droid counts. Yeah, I think you're good. Uh, next one from Constant Scott, 347. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. When is Anthony Daniel's birthday? <laughs> Today. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, February 21st. <laughs> All right. Write that down for next time. No, 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 no. Who does know that? I would be more scared if someone did know that off the top of their head. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Daniels knows that. <laughs> Right. He might. He's probably the only one. Next one is from Nicholas, and Nicholas is number four hundred and twenty-one, which is what did Yoda tell Luke was inside the tree? Only what you bring with you. Only what you take with you. Absolutely right. <laughs> Next one is from uh, Jacob, and that's three forty-eight. <laughs> oh no, three forty-eight. Yeah, 348. When is Sir Alec Guinness's birthday? <laughs> February 21st. April 2nd. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Why am I getting all these birthday ones? <laughs> my birthday. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, when, yeah it's my curse. When's my birthday? You don't know Obi-Wan's birthday? Yeah, come on, Saw. Okay. Name the birthdays. <laughs> For me today. Next one is from Nader two hundred ninety six. Why was Lando afraid of the Empire? They were gonna take over Cloud City. Rusty wrote the Empire had the power to shut down his mining operation. Is that close? I think so. I well, I won't turn down a a point. <laughs> <laughs> Next one from Ken Beckwith, 199. How many times and where did Ben Kenobi materialize when he spoke to Luke? Just physically or just his voice? Well, visibly materialize. Okay, well, then just on. Well, Jedi hadn't come out yet, right? Yeah, so this is just Empire and Jedi. Okay, so just. I'm sorry, this is just Star Wars and Empire. See, the only time he shows himself is when. Luke gets out of the Wampa Cave, and he tells him he has to go to Dagobah, and then he tells him not to leave Yoda at the end of 
the training. So in Empire, he shows himself twice, but then you hear his voice in Yoda's hut. It's twice. It's just how many times you can see him. All right. See, I was getting too complicated there. Next one is from James, and that's 57. Who won the lightsaber duel between Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi? (laughs) Who won it? Man, that's a trick question. It is a trick question. I mean, I just looked at the answer, and I think technically... Who won? Vader. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Next one's from our buddy Steve, number 13. Why did Vader keep Leia's capture secret? May gain sympathy for the the alliance in the Senate. Yeah, it might generate sympathy for the rebellion in the Senate. Okay, yeah, okay. Hey! hey. Nice. (laughs) I had to think about that one. Okay, next one from Jessica, uh, number seven. What were the names of Luke's two friends who had already entered the Academy? Biggs and Tank? You got it. Tank left to go to join the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Next one is from Terrence, number 418. What was Han's comment to himself when he cut open the dead Tauntaun? I thought they smelled bad on the outside. So next one is from this from Instagram, Octopus Soup, number 73. Who handed Leia the medals for Han and Luke on the Yavin base? I think that's General General Dodonna as well, right? Yep. You get all the, you're doing the Dodonna. You want to know about Dodonna? Ask me. All right, next one is from Eric, and that's number 401. When Ben Kenobi warned Luke about Mos Eisley, he described the place as fill in the blank. Mos Eisley Spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. You, you got even more than the, the answer had. <laughs> Next one's from our friends at the Blockade Runner, and that's number 99. What was Admiral Mahdi in charge of? Imperial Fleet. No. Yeah, yeah, is it the Imperial Fleet? Nope. The Death Star Defense Systems. Ah. No, 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 no. This next one is from Pat Tuff. And Pat, Pat has number 268. What color was a Bespin Guard uniform and hat? Purple. No. You were looking at the toy too much. Blue? Yeah, dark blue and gold trim. Oh. No, 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 no. That's it. I quit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one from our buddy Joe Caroni. 327. What were the names of the planets or systems mentioned or visited in both movies? <laughs> so, A New Hope and Empire, all the planets or systems? Tatooine, Alderaan system, Yavin, Hoth system, Lando system, <laughs> Bespin, Dagobah. That's it, isn't it? Nope. There's one more? 
I think there's a couple more, yeah. Oh, man. All right. I give up then. Kessel, Tatooine, Alderaan, Dantooine, Yavin, Dagobah, Bespin, Ord Mantell, Anoat, and Hoth. Oh, man. No, 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 no. All right, next one we'll do our buddy Dave Hackerson, 377. The Star Wars saga is told from which two characters' points of view, R2-D- according to George Lucas? R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah. Let's do uh, Amy Sturgis, 318. What was Darth Vader's full title? Mr. Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith. Brandon, 283. What does AT-AT stand for? All-Terrain Attack Transport? No. All-Terrain Assault Transport? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's All-Terrain Armored Transport. No! No, 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 no! (laughs) Okay, last one. Let's do last one from our buddy Joe Whitaker, number 87. What was wrong with the red R2 unit that caused Uncle Owen and Luke to select R2-D2 instead? Bad motivator. <laughs> so that was our last question. Gabe, what's, what's the score? I got to tally up the score here. It's actually uh, it's closer than I thought. Um, you have six wrong. <laughs> We're tied. We both got it six wrong. <laughs> it's a tie. <laughs> we only have about 5,000 more numbers that people gave us. So, <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for playing along at home. Let us know your scores. How did you do? Yeah, we want to know how rusty you are. <laughs> Far, far away. The adventures of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo did not end with the destruction of the Death Star. Now, the Empire strikes back, and the Star Wars saga continues with the struggle against the dark forces of evil. Read the exciting story in Sphere Paperback. Hear John Williams' magnificent score on RSO records and tapes. See The Empire Strikes Back, Certificate U. At the Odeon Leicester Square from Wednesday, May the 21st. An exclusive presentation in 70mm and Dolby Stereo. Book now. All right, so we've got one new iTunes review, and it's a good one. This one's from our friend uh, Bobby Roberts, who probably a lot of you know. He was a host on Full of Sith for a long time, and... He's, you know, he's been a supporter of Blast Points for for a while. But this is his uh, this is his review he wrote for us on iTunes, and it's titled "A Great Reminder of How Fun It Is to Get Lost in the Details." A slightly skewered look at some of the lesser known yet still amazing corners of the Star Wars universe and its fandom. Blast Points specializes in laid back, breezy, bemused conversation that covers larger stories well, but can still dig deep into unexplored areas of the Star Wars galaxy without ever feeling like things have gotten inscrutable and weird. Well, 
A great reminder that Star Wars isn't just about the big stuff. There's a lot of joy to be found in the little things. And the galaxy is filled with a lot of little things to love. I think that's, that's true. Good. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Bobby. And yeah, yeah. we yeah, do. Thank you. We do love the little things. Maybe too much sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially when they're dressed as nuns. <laughs> thank, thank, you. Thank, you. thank 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 you. Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. But yeah, you should leave us a review on iTunes when you're done listening to this episode. Head over there, write something awesome, and we'll read it just like we did uh, Bobby Roberts' review. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Check out BlastPointsPodcast.com, uh, Blast Points on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and keep downloading the podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and BlastPointsPodcast.com, you can order a t-shirt, there's the theme music you can download, all kinds of fun stuff. Darthfield comics to read, recipes to try. It's the place to be. <laughs> it's where everybody's hanging out. Yeah, but that about wraps up number 86 here. We'll be back next week with some more fun. Yeah, we'll see... Uh, if the last Jedi will let us get some sleep before <laughs> next week, but I'm not. I'm not counting on it. Probably not. So for this week, thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you soon. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Did the guys pass the challenge? Would Rusty Miller be proud? Only the caretakers know for sure. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us, and remember to get your porgs spayed and neutered. Good night, farewell, and may the Force be with you. How are we doing on time? I don't know. I I thought you were checking the time. Oh, no. (laughs) May the force be with Otto.